This morning, I'd like to talk with you a little about unjust gain. And uh, I've heard this mentioned a lot by the religious world, ill-gotten gain or unjust gain. Uh, I'll just start out with a question you can ponder in your own mind. What is it? We kind of know what the world teaches. What is unjust gain? They, uh, they'll say, well, it's, it's gambling or buying lottery tickets. This is what I hear. I, I don't know if you've heard anything different, but that's what I have heard. Gambling or buying lottery tickets, which, you know, they throw it all together, I guess. And whenever I hear someone say this, of course, I didn't know, I didn't know what unjust gain was. I knew it wasn't what the world believed, but I didn't know what it was. But here's the question I would ask. Whenever they say, well, you know, it, it's, it's a sin to gamble. It's a sin to buy lottery tickets because it's unjust gain, ill-gotten gain. And I says, is it a sin if you don't win? Isn't that a legitimate question? If it's ill-gotten gain, if I do it and I, and, I, and I don't win, is it still a sin? It's like one time there was a, a pastor. He said people was going to the uh, uh, races on Sunday and not coming to church. He said going to the races is a sin. My question to him was, is the races a sin on Tuesday? So, I like to ask questions. I like it even better when the Lord answers the questions. But, uh, uh, so, unjust gain, what is it? I knew what it wasn't. I knew it wasn't uh, what they were saying, but I, I didn't know what it was. And that would always be what it, my response would be, is it a sin if you don't win? Is it unjust gain if you don't win? So, uh, we'll, we'll look at that. And... Uh, Some things, will, and we won't get it all covered this morning. So is there an unjust gain? Then is there a just gain? Something else that I, I will keep in the back of our minds, there is, we'll find a gain for certain masters. Is that good or bad? Well, we need to look, who the, is it a good master or is it an evil master that we would bring gain? So these are some things I would like, to me, it's, it's very, extremely interesting. I'm excited about it. I was, uh, been studying this for a few weeks, and I had pages and pages of notes that didn't mean anything. You know, I had all these pages, I'd write it down and everything, but it, it just didn't come together. And uh, in the shower one morning, uh, it was revealed to, I'm going to say it was revealed to us. And the reason I say that, as I study, most time I go to the Lord in prayer. Sometimes I just start studying and forget. And then sometimes I'll go to the Lord and ask that he would open my eyes to this. But then what I do most of all, and I did in this case, Lord, uh, reveal this to us. Lord, I'm not worthy, but for Arabia's sake, reveal this. So 
he revealed it to us uh, one morning before most people gets up. And then all these blessings and connections came and everything. And hopefully we can look at those and it'll be a blessing to you as it certainly it was uh, to me. But gain and, and unjust, unjust gain as we will look at it. Um, let's go first to Proverbs chapter 28. And I suppose through these years that I didn't understand it, I suppose earthly wisdom got in the way. And when the Lord <clears throat> saw fit to, in his time, to take that away, then it just, it just all opens up to us. So Proverbs 28 and, and 8. He that by interest, your Bible may say usury, whatever, uh, I, I don't care which you use, but we understand what it means, <clears throat> usury <clears throat> or interest. Uh, he that by usury or interest and unjust gain increases his substance, he shall gather it for him that will pity the poor. <clears throat> so here is uh, an unjust gain. Is it gambling here? <clears throat> or here... It is uh, uh, collecting usury or interest. In, and I won't go there, but if you would study the Mosaic Law, as we have two different times, uh, you'll find that it was not lawful for an Israelite to charge interest to another Israelite. If I... Penny, if I loan you 10, buck, 10 bushels of wheat, I wouldn't be allowed to say, okay, when you pay it back, you've got to pay back 11. That was un... Well, well, according to this, even. That's unjust gain. Now, to a non-Israelite, oh, they could really tack it on there. It was okay. You could gain that way. And again, there's so much in this. But anyway, so wanted to see unjust gain. You couldn't, you couldn't gain from a brother or sister. You couldn't take that gain. So <clears throat> there's something. And again, it's here it's, it is called an unjust gain. So is that just uh, if we borrow money from one another or if we... Uh, Loan you a bag of onions, you return bag of onions plus one. You think that's what it is? Again, I, I don't think it's the lottery or gambling because, well, we talked about that. But we're seeing what it is. And one thing I'm just going to be gaining something you're not really deserving of. Because under the law, it was unlawful to do that. Uh, and we could go to several scriptures on that, and I won't do that. Uh, Proverbs chapter 15. And again, earthly wisdom had gotten in my way, 
and uh, our prayer this morning that will be taken out of our way that he may open our eyes and ears to this. Proverbs 15 and uh, 27. He that is greedy for gain troubleth his own house. But he that hateth bribes or gifts shall live. So here we see another unjust gain. Those that agree for gain. Now, in other words, then they would accept these bribes or gifts. But now he that hateth them, uh, it says, shall live. So then the love of, I, I don't particularly like the word bribes Schofield has. I, I like the word gifts better. Bribes may uh, imply something that's not actually here. So I'm going to use gifts. I think that is a better word. He that is greedy for gain troubleth his own house, but he that hateth gifts shall live. So the person that's greedy for gain doesn't hate these gifts, doesn't hate this gain. Let me get ahead of myself just a little bit. The world... offers us gifts. I didn't have the television on this morning. Normally I do on Sunday mornings. But they'll give you all kind of, offer you all kind of gifts. Oh, if you'll just turn over a new leaf, you'll get to heaven. They're giving you something. If you will pray through you will get to heaven. If you'll keep the law of Moses, you'll get to heaven. Boy, they're giving you all, offering all kind of gifts. But it says, we're to hate gifts. Those that are greedy of gain don't hate those gifts. Oh, yes. I, uh, yeah, yeah, give me more, give me more. I mentioned it many times. There was an individual. Uh, he said we, we was talking. He said, "Well, I've got to go. I've got this person. They're almost saved, and I've got to go finish the job." Boy, what a gift he was giving himself for, and basically saying the same thing. Well, if you'll do this, you'll have this gift that you were saving people from the lake of fire. So, Penny, they'll offer gifts <clears throat> by your free will. By your free will, you do this, and boy, you deserve so much because of your free will. You made these choices, and you did this. Oh, all the, 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 the gifts that, Brother Chuck, I know you hate. You hate these gifts of free will that they want to say, oh, yeah, you, you can do this and that. But those that are greedy of gain, those that are greedy of unjust gain, they love it. So that's a little bit of a, a preview as get our mind looking maybe <clears throat> a little bit another way. Isaiah chapter 56. 
Isaiah 56 and verse 11. So as we're looking at this gain, we're looking at these gifts. Isaiah 56 and 11. <clears throat> yea, they are, <clears throat> yea, they are greedy dogs that can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way. Everyone for his gain. <clears throat> so, they never have enough. It's not enough <clears throat> for many that the Lord died on the cross for your sins. Well, that's not enough. I've got... Uh, go back to another example again, the individual many years ago. He said, well, you'd like to think we have something to do with it. I, I, my prayer is that later he, he did grow from that position. But that's what, we, that's what we in our nature like to think we have something to do with it. Not enough that Christ died on the cross for our sins. We have to do our part. We have to do this. We have to do that. Never enough. Never enough. And then it says, <clears throat> shepherds that cannot understand. I kind of, this is my opinion on this portion of it. We see on television and tracks and so forth, men that are leading others, but they don't understand. They want those gifts too. You're a free more agent. If you want this, you have to do these things. So these are shepherds leading others. The blind leading the blind, I believe it says. They don't understand. And only by the grace of God, you understand. Only by the grace of God, you don't covet those unjust gains. Because that's our nature. Yes. Look what I've done. The man that came to me at the time, oh, you appreciate me. I used to do this, this, and this, and I don't do that anymore. Piling gain and gifts on what they do and don't do. So, shepherds that cannot understand. And then it says, they look to their own way. Isn't that those that believe free will and free more agency, is that not exactly what they believe in? <clears throat> Their own way. We know there's one way. Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. But they'll say, and one time I had a tract, I probably still have it somewhere, I don't film them away, but it said there's one way on the front. But you open up and they had a whole list of ways. So they look to their own way, whether it be you making the right decision, you praying through, you turning over a new leaf, you hold on faithful to the end, you keeping the law of Moses, uh, you keep the laws of the land, their own way. 
They'll talk about Jesus Christ a little and mention his name, how much they love him, but they don't really trust in him as the way. They want to trust in their way. And let me tell you, that's unjust gain. Because it ends, that verse ends with uh, everyone for his gain. They look to their own way, everyone for his, his gain. So that's this gain, these gifts, is unjust gain. We don't deserve any gain or gifts for our salvation of our soul. We don't deserve anything for it. And maybe, well, maybe I should ask it this way. How much gain, how much gifts, how much gain do we deserve? Well, then where should the gain, where should the gifts, where should the glory belong? Well, to our Lord. How much of it? 50-50? I know people say that. Lord done his part, you do your part. 80-20? How much gain, how much glory should go to our master? 100%. Now, we will have a gain, and Lord willing, we'll talk about that, but that's not an unjust game. <clears throat> so, let's go to Philippians chapter 3. Looking at this game. Philippians chapter 3. Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and these things are recorded for us, for our learning and our admonition. So, uh, men today, the religious world, do look at this game. You know, I, I, I have chosen to do this. I have done that. I gave up this. I, 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 which we may talk about a little later as well. But they love this gain. Philippians chapter 3, let's start in verse 3. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus. And have no confidence in the flesh. Of course, you know, they looked at the literal circumcision which was given to them. But he said, that's not the true circumcision. We are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit. And rejoice in Christ Jesus. And have no confidence in the flesh. This religious world that loves these gifts and this gain, <clears throat> is there confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ or their self? We know it's in the self. And, and I, I keep coming up with these uh, examples that comes to mind. The lady one time, I'd done some work for this family and built a building for them. 
And uh, I was always the first one there and getting tools and everything laid out for staff. And one morning come to me and, and uh, I, I guess we'd already talked about scriptures a little. We talked about a lot more after this. But she said, used to, I never doubted my salvation. But now I do. Why did she doubt her salvation? Well, she had kind of a list. But what I told her, and I stand by it to this day, there's only one reason you would doubt your salvation. <clears throat> because you're looking at yourself instead of the Lord. If you look to the Lord, he's not a failure. <clears throat> so, do the people that believe in the manner that she did at this particular time, and I pray that she repented of that, but they're putting their confidence in the flesh. Touch not, taste not, handle not, don't work on Sunday or Saturday, don't eat pork, don't eat catfish, and the list goes on and on. But they have confidence in the flesh. Let's continue on here. This is Apostle Paul, inspired words. That's what he's saying. <clears throat> and he says, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh he had reason which he might trust in the flesh, I've got more. He said, listen, you people boasting, I've got more reason to boast than any of you if I was going to boast. And he starts out in verse 5. Circumcised the eighth day, Stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of the Hebrews, touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Boy, he had a lot of gifts. He had a lot of gain, didn't he? At one time, trusted that circumcision. At one time, he trusted in the stock of Israel. Take his genealogies back to Abraham. And trusted in salvation in that manner. Boy, that's, that, that's a gift. It's also flesh. He says, it's touching the law of Pharisee. Now, the Pharisees lived and breathed the law, so to speak. I would kind of compare them to like maybe our Supreme Court justices who are supposed to interpret and understand the constitu our Constitution. So that's what the Pharisees did. They, they studied the law, and it was all about the law and everything. And he says, touching law is a Pharisee. And then he says, well, he talks about persecuting the church, but he says, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Looking to the flesh, of course. But looking as righteousness through the law, said, uh, blameless. So today, we have many looking at their righteousness through the law as the way. Their righteousness is through those things. Now, we know this is what Apostle Paul believed in at one time. But then he says in verse 7, 
But what things were gained to me? See, at one time, that was gain. Was it unjust gain? Oh, absolutely it was unjust gain. Thinking that he had something to do with it. Completely uh, ignoring the Lord Jesus Christ. The part that he had in it, where he was the way. So he was unjust gain. He was seeking his own way, never satisfied. Trusting his righteousness in the law. All that was gain. He had great gain. I mean, people looked up to him. A great gain and, and authority. <clears throat> but then he says, but what things were gained to me, I kind of lost for Christ. No longer he looks at them as gain. <clears throat> Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but refuge, dung, manure. And not even manure in the good sense is fertilized. <laughs> We're talking about waste, stinking waste. That may win Christ. So at one time... Oh, he held on to his righteousness in the law and, and, and the circumcision and his genealogy went back to Father Abraham. Trusted in all that. All that was gain. But now he says, now I count all those laws. Not gain any longer. I count all of it uh, as loss. And it says, for whom I suffered the loss of all things. And you can read scriptures talking about the suffering with Christ and everything. And that's exactly what this is. Suffered the loss of all those things, but what was the gain? Now, he had a gain back there. He had gifts back there. I, I, I. But now, he lost all that that he may see Christ. And in Christ... There's no gain for us as far as anything we can boast about. Now, there is great gain for our internal inheritance, of course. And I hope to, to point that out a little more uh, later. But here, these things were gained to him. And we're talking about unjust gain is what we want to uh, focus on. Unjust gain. Was that unjust gain? Well, let's go to uh, Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3, and, uh, well, let's start out in verse 3. For we ourselves, Paul including himself in this. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient. Deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. When he said, we, we also, or we ourselves also were once, what was he speaking of? Whenever, he, what we just read, the things that he, he said, if anybody's got reason to boast, I've got more reason than all of you. My circumcision, my genealogies, my righteousness through the law. He says, we ourselves were once foolish disobedient, deceived, 
Was he deceived? Certainly he was. Serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But after the kindness and love of our God, our Savior towards man appeared. Well, what's that saying? After grace and mercy appeared. That's what it's really saying. But after the kindness and love of God, our Savior towards man appeared. After grace appeared. And I'm getting way ahead of myself, but... And we won't get to it this morning, maybe tonight or whenever. You remember the parable of the talents? When the one hid the money in the earth. He said, I knew you was a hard man. He, he didn't see the Lord was grace and mercy, did he? I knew you was a hard man. Well, he didn't know much. But he said, I knew you was a hard man. And Lord willing, this will tie into that as well. But here, looking at self-righteousness in the law, which is how I started out. I remember, again, and I've confessed it to you before, I was terrified of God. I didn't want to think about it. I didn't even want to drive by the church building out of Arabia. Terrified of God. Why? I didn't see the kindness and love of God towards man. It hadn't been appeared to me yet. I didn't see grace and mercy. So it says, we ourselves were living in this once. But after the kindness and love of God our Savior towards man appeared, not by the works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by washing and regeneration and renewing the Holy Spirit. He says, not by works of righteousness, which we've done. Now, that's what he, when he had gain, that's what he trusted in, his righteousness in the law that he had done. And, and that was his gain. But he was brought to see, well, that's not gain after all. That's manure. Verse 6. which is shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we are made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Uh, and then, verse, well, let me, let me continue reading. Uh, this is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that, ye, that they who have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. So it's talking about uh, uh, being justified by his grace, made heirs through the hope of uh, eternal life. And said so these are good and profitable. But you know what not good and profitable? You know what is not just gain? Verse 9. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and striving about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Now he knows because at one time that's, that's what he had people killed and put in prison because they weren't looking to the law of Moses. They was following this Jesus Christ, this troublemaker, which he was persecuting. 
But now he says, avoid that manure. Avoid foolish questions about that garbage. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies. And that, in Philippians, see, that's exactly what he trusted. His genealogies. His righteousness through the law. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and striving about the law. For they are unprofitable and vain. So, how much, again, gain belongs to us? How much honor and glory belongs to us? How much honor and glory belongs to the Lord? Well, we know the answer to that. And thank God that he has revealed that to us. Uh... Scripture we quote a lot, but Apostle Paul, again inspired by the Holy Spirit, First Corinthians two two, says, uh, "I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified." We don't get gifts and gain offered by the world. Oh, by your free will, by your praying through, by your giving up this. That's garbage, it's manure. He says, I determined not to know anything among you say Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's where we point people to. Now we have a just gain through that, and we'll gain. And uh, I'll just mention this as it pops in my mind. You say, well, yeah, we'll, we'll gain uh, crowns and everything. But what's done with those crowns? We see in the scene of glory, they're cast at his feet. Where does the honor and glory ultimately go? Yes, we have gained. And we'll have eternal life. And there'll be crowns. But ultimately, that gain goes all the way back to our Lord. I... Uh, we are out of time. I think I'll spend some time this evening uh, looking at where the honor and glory goes, although you're well established in this, but I, I want to do that uh, again. Uh, should we have gain to our master? Depends on who your master is. I would like for you to keep in mind The parable of the unjust steward. We've talked about that before. It's, it's, it's kind of... Uh, takes a little while for me to get that straight in my mind again. <laughs> unjust steward. What did the unjust steward do? Now, the unjust steward was commended for doing a good thing. What did he do? His master, will say, was a wicked master who was getting gain. So the unjust steward, who was commanded by the Lord, not condemned, but commended. <clears throat> so he'd go to these people that was indebted to his wicked master and says, how much do you owe? All ten bushels of wheat. Here, scratch it out and write just five. You don't know him that. He was doing, this unjust steward was doing the opposite of what free will and free more agency is. They're 
at what Paul did early on when he was Saul of Tarsus. Oh, I, the way is through my righteousness, my obedience, my genealogies. It's all about me and I. And uh, was getting gain for whom he was serving at that time. But the unjust steward, he was no longer... Now, maybe he was a just steward for a while. It doesn't tell us. But his master was getting gain. But then he goes out, does just the opposite of giving gain to his master and taking that gain away from his master. So study on that, if you will. It's very interesting. And so, and so again, this, all these was popping, and the Lord is, was revealing unto us in that shower that morning. What about the parable of the talents? One, he, he had, it was given two, and he gained two more. But where did the gain go to? He returned it to the Lord. The one had, so the Lord is not an evil master, of course. And the one, he gave five. He gained five, but where did the gain go to? To his Lord. And the one... I look forward to us studying this, but the one didn't have any gain for the true master, did he? Here, you've got what was yours. I knew you was a hard man, and you reaped where you didn't sow, and we're talking about our Lord. But see, he didn't see mercy, he didn't see grace, and there was no gain. And, and Lord willing, we'll, hopefully we'll get to that tonight. But I want us to see how all that fits together. The gain, the just gain and the unjust gain. And the wicked master and, and our true master. And where the gain, where the gifts actually belong. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. We're dismissed. Yes. Wednesday night is our, uh, this Wednesday night is what I'm calling now our Mike Bible study. So, Lord willing, looking forward to that.